Good morning. Today is Sunday, February 6, 2022. I heard this from Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson. There was an older Jewish man, and Nebuch, his wife, passed away. So his children gave him a parrot to keep in company. And day after day, the parrot would hear this man davening. He was davening at home. Until finally, the parrot was able to say the whole davening. The parrot could daven, pray the same words that this man was davening. So the man was thrilled, and he decided to bring his parrot, his parrot to shul. This is during a time when the shuls were open due to COVID. All right, well, when he got to shul, first of all, the rabbi was not so happy about this. He didn't want parrots or other animals just, you know, flying around in the shul. It was not really honorable unless it was there for some service. But, and then the man told the rabbi, this parrot can daven. And the rabbi was very intrigued. So it's a little bit before davening and people start betting whether the parrot can daven, whether the parrot cannot daven, whether it's true, whether it's a trick. And the bets equaled $50,000. They started davening and the parrot was silent. And the prayers continued and there was no word from the parrot. Not a sound. And at the end of the davening, this man had to pay out $50,000. So on the way home, he was very, very upset with his parrot. And he said, what did you do? You know that you know how to daven. Why did you do this? You, you caused me to lose $50,000 in shul. And the parrot said to him, you know, my dear friend, a little business imagination could help you go a long way. You have to look ahead. Can you imagine what the stakes will be when you bring me next week? Our Parsha this week, the Parsha Tetzave begins with Aharon being commanded to light the menorah every day in the Mishkan, the sanctuary that was being built by the Jews that we're reading about in the Torah, and later in the Beis Hamikdash, the descendants of Aaron, the Kohen, had the job to light the menorah. The menorah itself was a very complicated object. In last week's Parsha, the Torah described the size, and also what it looked like. And the Torah says, V'asisa menoras zahav tahar. God says to Moshe, you will make the menorah of pure gold, miksha, hammered, meaning from one solid piece of gold, it should be hammered until it reaches its correct final shape. Teaseh hamnorah. The menorah should be made. Now, teaseh is a very strange 
form of the word to be used in this context because teaseh is passive. It shall be made. What does that mean? God's telling Moshe to make it. Why does the Torah say teaseh ha-menorah, the menorah will be made? So Rashi says teaseh me'oleah, the menorah was actually made by itself. Rashi says as follows, Moshe was challenged in making this menorah. It was very difficult to do. He couldn't figure out how to get it right. God said to him, Take the block of gold, just throw it into the fire, and it will be made by itself. You don't have to do anything. That's why it's te'aseh, meaning Moshe really did not make it. He couldn't figure out how to do it. God said, throw the gold into the fire and it will come out miraculously finished product. The problem with that is that just eight psukim later, eight verses later, the Torah says, at the conclusion of creating this menorah, the Torah says, See and make the menorah, Hashem says to Moshe, make the, mo- the menorah according to the image that I showed you. So, hold on a second. Which one is correct? Did Moshe, and, and here the word is used, ta'aset, to make, active tense. Moshe made it. So what happened? Did Moshe make the menorah based on the image that God showed him of what it looked like? And by the way, here too, Rashi says almost the same thing. Rashi says, Magid shenizkasha Moshe, b'masa menorah. Moshe had difficulty comprehending how he was to make this menorah. God showed him a YouTube video. God showed him a menorah fire. God gave him the instructions. He showed him an image of what it looks like and said, make it from here. And Moshe made it from there. So the two comments seem to contradict each other. In one place, it said that Moshe himself made it with seeing the image that God provided. And the other says that Moshe could not figure it out and God had to do it for him, which is true. So the Sfas Emes says, both are correct. That they go in an order. Moshe, God commanded Moshe to make the menorah. Moshe couldn't figure out how to do it. God showed Moshe an image and said, follow this. Moshe tried and he still was not able to figure out how to do it until finally God said, throw the gold into the fire and it will come out. That's why in one passage it says, ta'aseh, make it, meaning make it according to what I'm showing you. And then finally God says, ta'aseh, it will be made by itself. Okay, that explains the discrepancy, but it does not explain God's actions. Why didn't God just help Moshe to begin with and make it for him? 
Why make Moshe try to work on it and fail? And then God was going to do it anyway, miraculously on his own without Moshe's involvement. The Sfas Emes explains that this is a yesod. This is a fundamental principle of life. It is particularly important in any spiritual attainment or studying Torah, but more broadly, it relates to any goal we have in life that is significant, and that is that we will always face the following question. Why is it so hard? Why did there, must there be so many challenges? Why can't life just be easy? And it applies in every area of life, spiritual and material and emotional. Why can't it just be straightforward? Because the truth is, it's human nature. We want it now. We want it easy. We want the parrot to talk the first time. Why does it have to be so hard? And here's the truth. The truth is, the only way to attain something significant in life is through effort and through patience. And without effort and patience, nothing is ever going to be handed to us. The miracles that we encounter in life occur only after we have tried as hard as we could. Moshe was commanded to make the menorah. Moshe wanted to, and he tried. He did everything in his power to do it. Only after Moshe had done everything in his power, then the miracle of Teaseh happened. It was made for him, but only after whom he made it first. He tried first. He tried his best to get it done. And it's true in every area of life. Only after showing sincere effort will we be able to receive a teaseh process. If a person fails to make the effort, there will never be a positive end result, miraculous or otherwise. Rabbi Gifter was a great rabbi in the previous century. And he once told the following parable. A king promised a great reward to whoever could climb up a ladder and reach the top of a certain tower. The problem was that the ladder stood straight up, but the top rung of the ladder did not reach the tower. So from the top rung of the ladder, the space from there to the tower was further than anybody could possibly reach on their own. It was just empty space. And the king insisted that anyone who tried this feat had to wear a certain special helmet. That was part of the trial. So, it was very difficult. A number of young men tried, and they would climb, and it was very difficult, and they'd get halfway up, and they'd see, look up, 
and they see this space between the top rung and where they need to get to, and it was hopeless. It was it was hopeless, and they would just turn around and go go back down. But there was one young fellow who was very determined, and he decided he was going to give it a shot, and he was going to win. So he climbed on this ladder, and he climbed higher and higher, and he finally reached the top rung of this ladder, still several feet away from the tower he was supposed to reach. But at that moment that he reached the top rung of the ladder, he realized why each person was required to wear this helmet, because this helmet contained a magnet. And once he was within a certain distance, there was a magnet on the tower that pulled him up. The menorah, the success of a talking parrot, the achievement of anything important in life, It comes through our effort and through our patience. And we have to teach this to our children and to our grandchildren, and we need to internalize it for ourselves. But here's the truth. If we sincerely act with ta'aseh to do everything in our power, very often, we will find that for that last little piece, there is a magnet that takes us to success, that allows us to finish with teasa, to benefit from that energy that is then given to us as a result of the effort we put in. My friends, I want to wish you a great day. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.